Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. All right, Daniel, how you been? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm caffeinated and ready to go. So let's go right to the phone line, shall we? We've got Jason from Salt Lake. Jason, what's your question? D-I-Y! Hey, guys. This is Jason from Salt Lake City, Utah. Love the podcast. I have been budgeting for some time. I continue to track in a spreadsheet. I am the CFO of the marriage. We have recently got to the point where we have a positive margin each month and would like to start investing in the stock market. My question is about how to appropriately balance or allocate investment funds between a work 401k and an IRA account. What's a good rule as far as what percentage of my check should I put into my 401k? The 2019 limit is 19,000. That could be upwards of 20 to 40% for most people. I have opened a Roth IRA which has a limit of 6,000. Should I work towards maxing out the Roth, then work towards increasing the 401k? Okay, that's a good question. What say you, Daniel? Mr. CFPP. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, actually no rule of thumb uh, on this one. It's going to come down to uh, everybody's individual situation. And the reason for that is, is it really depends upon your uh, 401k, 403b, et cetera, um, structure. Uh, it depends on the fund offerings that you have there. Uh, it depends on if you have the Roth, <clears throat> excuse me, the Roth option within that 401k, 403b, etc. Uh, and just for reference, a uh, 403b and 401k, they're pretty similar uh, employer retirement plans. It's just different types of employers offer different ones, uh, which is why we sort of state both of those together often. Uh, but if you have the Roth IRA option in your 401k or your workplace retirement plan, there's very little uh, reason for most people to do one on the side. Uh, you're going to have higher limits available within the employer retirement plan. Uh, if you have low cost fund options in the employer plan, then it's a good place to put your money. Now, if you kind of do some research on the funds that are being offered by your employer retirement plan, and you find that they are that there's no option for uh, basic index investing. Uh, and when we say index investing, we typically mean funds that you are paying when you pull them up on Morningstar, Yahoo Finance, or something like that, and you see the net expense ratio, uh, you're looking for something there that is under 0.20% is typically, not always, but typically going to be an index-based mutual fund. And in fact, uh, most of the index-based mutual funds that we like to use uh, for our investors and so forth are below 0.10. So they're, they're charging a very, very small fraction for every dollar that you put in. Uh, so you want to look for something of that nature. Uh, target date funds are good as well. Uh, they changed the law on target date funds uh, quite a few years back now so that the fee that you're seeing is the whole fee uh, as well. So you should be able to find a kind of an index-based target date fund uh, that you're paying less than 0.50 or 0.20. Basically, lower is better uh, for most people in that respect. If you don't have that, if you're looking at a 401k, 403b, and you have funds that are all 1.00 and above, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's not a great option. 
But from simply a management fee standpoint, you can do better by opening your own account outside of that. Uh, there's other things to consider uh, as far as putting money into an employer-based plan. Uh, there's the opportunity for loans that you can take against it and things like that. Typically, you don't want to use that. You want to set money there and forget it. Uh, but there are some uh, some options that come along with an employer plan that in some situations may benefit you. Uh, but generally speaking, if you can invest for a low cost, you have a high contribution limit in an employer-based plan, that's the place to, you might as well just put your money for simplicity. They're going to take it right out of your check. Uh, so you you remove that barrier that you have to then you know think about contributing. They automatically invest it for you. They allocate it. They're probably going to rebalance it once a year if you've selected that setting or it comes by default. Uh, so it's a very mindless thing that you get to do. Uh, if you open up a Roth or something of that nature outside of it, you are going to have to deposit money in in some way or fashion, even if you automate it. You are probably, unless you use a service like Betterment, Wealthfront, etc., Vanguard, you're probably going to have to go in and buy something uh, once the money is there and so forth. So, so you kind of add a few hurdles or a few steps that are going to uh, make you have to think about it and make you have to do something is going to lower your success rate probably when it comes to investing. All right. You took a interesting approach. I would not have gone that way. I think that was helpful um, uh, regarding the fees and, and ease and so forth. Um, I want to, I want to add to that, I guess, not, not detract from that. I think all of that is critical and you need to take that into consideration, Jason, as you're uh, appro approaching this. A couple of things I'm just going to add real quick. First and foremost, the one thing you didn't mention, even though you have positive margin is your emergency fund. So Maybe you've already done that. Maybe that's out of the way. But if you don't yet have that three to three, I, I say three months, and I'm I I was kind of bunt say, oh, the three to six month. But I think three months is is uh, worthwhile. Uh, that three month uh, emergency fund. Then I I think you know that's the first step. That that that's the first step. Now that being said, my rule of thumb is while you're building the emergency fund. Um, or really while you're even paying off debt, et cetera, unless it's a dire situation, um, you need to take advantage of the match at minimum inside your company retirement plan. And that's regardless of fees. So uh, if your company is matching you know, up to 3%, usually it's a safe harbor provision. That's the fancy terminology, meaning they are going to put in 3% across the board, or they're going to match probably up to 5 or 6% in some cases. You need to take advantage of that. So that's free money. I mean, that that is just free money for you. You put money in, they put it in, it's a done deal. So I would encourage you um, to do at minimum that if you are still building your emergency fund. If you already have your emergency fund and you are at minimum doing the match, now we're back to your original question. Okay, you know, where and what and so on and so forth. And I'm going to say a little bit like Daniel was saying, this is an individual question because it comes down to your goals. I mean, you're not going to be taking uh, as much money as you can and parking it into your company 401k if your next goal is to save 20% for a down payment of a home. So this is the time. that You are in, and why I chose your question, Jason, and this isn't to promote us because it wouldn't be uh, something that our firm would do. This is the time that you start to potentially engage a fee only financial advisor. Think about that, my friend. That's right. Hear me now and listen to me later, but believe me soon or yesterday. Preferably a certified financial professional such as Daniel uh, and his designation. Now, I'm not saying that this is not, oh, call us. No, that's not my point. But this is the time 
that you sit down and you're starting to develop some goals and some objectives. So I was speaking with some folks yesterday and I kept saying to them, look, as the information that I have right now and your goals and objectives, you're going to be just fine. Meaning all I have is that you're going to be looking at getting Social Security at 66 or 67 years old. Your assets are growing. And by the time you get there, getting Social Security and the asset level that you have, you'll have enough income to live the rest of your life. That's the information that I have as an advisor. If their goals and desires are different, then we have to change the plan. For example, and I told, they said, well, what do you mean by that? And I said, well, they're approximately 50 years old. I said, let's say you say to me, Quint, we don't want to be, work till 67. We want to work till 60. We want to work till 55. Then we want to transition. We want to do more travel, et cetera, et cetera. Well, then the strategy is different. The investment vehicles are different. So this is the one area. This is where I get, even though our podcast is do it yourself. And by all means, Jason, you can do the research. You can do it. You can certainly research this, figure out, well, our goals are to buy a house. So we want to save in a high interest savings account. We've talked about that on previous podcasts. So you want to plunk money away. Daniel has a strategy. I have a strategy, whatever the case is. Or your goal is, no, we own a home. We don't want to do that. We want to now save for kids' college funds. We want to do that. Or you want to you know, capture all, all of the like. You want to do whatever your goals are. You can do the research. You can do it. And you can start to sort of figure out the best vehicles. Or, and this is the time, you look for a fee-only financial advisor to just sit with. And you go in and you say, hey, not interested in investing, not interested in all that. I just need a second opinion to pay, possibly look at a long-term financial plan to figure out these are our goals, these are our objectives, and this is how we want to get there. This is the time to do something like that. You can do it! So, to recap, number one, emergency fund. You didn't mention it. Maybe you got it. Maybe you don't. Got to be building it. While you're building it, at minimum, the match amount inside the 401k. Thereafter, thereafter, the net worth or the building of wealth stage comes down to what are your goals? What are your prerogatives? Do you want to have money for college? Do you not? Do you want to have money just for retirement? Do you want to make sure that you have a cushion in order that uh, retirement is something that you know is, is down the line, but it wants to be sooner rather than later, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then that will direct you to the vehicles you need to use. And then that will piggyback on what Daniel said about fees and ease and efficiency, et cetera. So bravo to you for being the CF. Well, bravo to you for writing or, you know, sending us your voicemail. Bravo to you for following the, the DIY money lifestyle steps. And you're on the right path, my friend. Just keep at it and let us know where you fall in the next couple of years. We'd love to know as a follow up. Anything else to add there, Daniel? I think we covered it. All right. That was great. If you're new to the show, what Jason did is he hopped on his smartphone. He sent us a voice memo. He recorded it. He emailed it to us at podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. That went into the queue about mm, five or six weeks ago. So Jason's going to get an email. He's going to get an email from Derek, the intern, saying, hey, Jason, we used your question. It's on this show. Here's the link. And, oh, by the way, here's a $25 Amazon gift card just in time for the holidays. Boom. So if you want to get into that queue, just send us your voice question. We may use it. We may not. 
but at least you get a shot for that $25 gift card from Amazon. Just send it to podcast at DIYmoney.org. If you're not already following us on Instagram, you should, DIY.money. And I will say this, search for us on Facebook, DIY Money, because there's a lot of good stuff going on there as well. Video's coming soon. I'm really excited about it. All right, friends, it's real simple. The secret to wealth, live on less than you make, invest the rest. Oh, and you might have to do some due diligence on where to invest that, correlating with your goals, objectives, et cetera, and that's okay. And do it for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.